Welcome back to this hardcore podcast. You just heard Punishment and December 3rd from an old record of ours on Too Damn Hype called Where Love Is Dead and Hope Never Lived. Song goes out to our forever brother, Carmen D'Amico, who took his life on December 3rd. 1999 and so that song was and has been recorded a few times by punishment in different iterations from the demo to that LP which came out on Too Damn Hype which was recorded by the late Nick Rotundo in Clay Creek Studios in Delaware 
And I think we even re-recorded it on the split with Bad Luck 13 called Philadelphia. Um, real quick, just because it just happens to be on the 22nd anniversary of Carmen taking his life, and I've brought it up a couple times, but Carmen was a important figure in the road to where I sit right now. Neighborhood kid from Junietta Park. He looked like a little skinhead. Kind of tannish, so more of an Italian looking guy, obviously. Um, we ran into him on Bridge Street outside the Fuqua Inn. That spot's a little bit crazier now than it was back in the early 90s. And we hit it off right off the bat. And um, he would later be the first person I would like move out of my house with. I was the summer of 96. I was 16 years old and was told I was going to be a father. And so my mom was like, hey, look, you know, we can get this apartment for you over top of the bar I work at. You know, you guys can get jobs, start making it happen. So high school was over. I'm living in an apartment on top of this bar around the corner from my house. And, um, I worked at a bone alley. I got my boy Carmen the job. And he eventually moved in with me and um, my kid's mom. And there's nothing good about that time, to be honest, except for shows and hanging out with Carmen and listening to hardcore. And we, between the two of us, had almost all the profile record double CDs. And uh, so we would go back and forth. And then we heard about Agnostic Front doing a reunion. And I was lucky enough that that was like my mom's Christmas present to me and him. Like, yo, I got you guys tickets to the Wetlands to see Agnostic Front reunion, the Saturday show. And um, had I not gone to that show and had I not gone with Carmen, so much of hardcore for me would have changed. My life would have changed. Um, we would eventually get into a crazy fist fight after the very first hardcore show that I put on at the Unity Street Hall with the entire bar, literally. Um, I guess my kid's mom did some dumb shit and called them as like, they're having a party up there, they shouldn't be there. So a bunch of bar dudes came up and we fought them and... I was a bloody mess. A couple of people were bloody messes, you know. I mean, I remember I'm like 16. And we fought this whole group of bar dudes and then had to move out. So me and Carmen couldn't live together. We stayed very close friends. Traveled up and down the East Coast of shows together. Um, and we had a couple headbutts here and there. But nothing that, you know, maybe didn't talk for like a month or two. Eventually, he linked up with a really awesome girl and was doing his thing, and we stayed in touch, went to a lot of shows. In the following years, I went from being just young and, you know, lost to even further lost. Eventually, would start drinking. It would be the only real time in my life that I drank. And I drank a lot with Carmen. We drank a lot of Mickeys and drank a lot of St. Ides and smoked a good amount of dust Mixed with some weed. I never smoked a cigarette in my life. But I still think shit's nasty. But Carmen was the only dude that I ever really got fucked up with. And um, 
it, it's crazy now, 41, to say this, but Carmen D'Amico, Sean, who wrote Mesh, and our boy Mike Holzer, that was our own little squad at a time. Sean Mesh would overdose. They would find his body on the L station, at the Church Street L station. And not only did he overdose and die, but his body was so cold from being in a winter that I think I was told, but you know, you never know how the story turns out, but the story is they had to wait two days to thaw him out or some crazy shit. Um, I believe it was 2017 that Mike Holzer would also uh, fall to heroin. Mike Holzer, who would be the guy who would show up 10 hours before punishment, had to go on tour, put an oil filter in the truck, always used to help out. You know, if I was on tour, my mom needed something, he was right there. He's another brother. Um, Carmen and I were hanging out a lot in 1999. There was a lot of shows, a lot of good times. And um, at the time, I was banned from the Trocadero, so I couldn't go, which is kind of funny because I was only 19, but I couldn't go to shows at the Troc for a little bit. And uh, I called him at his house because, you know, that's what he had. We had both had beepers, but we also would just call each other's houses. And I would say, hey, you know, what are you doing? I'm going to eat you. Ah, fuck, I can't go. So I said, yo, I'll link tomorrow. Let's go up to CC's to see 25 to life. Yo, bet, no problem. Following morning, George Hirsch called. Hey, uh, something's going on at Carmen's house, yada, yada, yada. Carmen kills himself. Look, I said it during another podcast. Suicide note said, sorry about the mess. So when we recorded this record, it was very fresh in our heads. And um, the old artwork that didn't make it, um, Jake Banner from Converge would give artwork to Met from Too Damn Hype. And so the record cover was not the pastor artwork from our boy Past Nine Circle. But on that artwork, it said, sorry about the mess, which is pretty brutal. But we wanted it on there. Um, a month after he died, there was a show in Absecon with Furry Train and Mushmouth and Clubberlang, I think. Maybe not Clubberlang, but it was definitely Furry Train. Oh, no, it was Kensington. It was Kensington, Furry Train, Mushmouth. A weird version of one for one. And shit got mad out of hand. And that was like the first time the whole crew got together after Carmen had died. Besides at the funeral or whatever. But the night he died, we went out and got wasted. And the next morning I woke up, December 4th, 1999. And in my head I said, I don't ever want to drink again. So... December 4th has been 22 years of me being straight edge. And I know it's a weird thing to say, well, you know, how, you know, for people who aren't straight edge listening, like, well, what would make you that? What's, why is that one thing? What I would say, just like with Sean Mesh and uh, Holzer, I was in a car with Carmen. There was a show in Camden, New Jersey, this club called XYZ. It's like a DIY club. In Pensalkin, Upper Route 130, real close to Camden. And the show was Candiria, Floor Punch, Follow Through, 
and God help me, I can't believe I'm at the age where I forget the all the bands, but I forgot all the other band. But what happened is they had a, we had a lot of beef with Nazis at that time, and uh, some Nazis at the show. He gets chased. He gets beat down. They flip his car. They steal his shit. Fuck everything up. Show's ruined. Well, down the street, Manball's playing. Oh, you know what? Breakdown was on the bill at the XYZ show. So somebody drove ahead to the Casablanca's venue in Camden and helped Breakdown jump on the show. But Candiria's like, we're not playing this fucking show. Which sucks, but it was still a dope show. And so, for me... Um, when I think about Carmen, and I think about going straight edge, in that car that night was Bob Libertson of Gut Punch Records, who is still alive and thriving, has a beautiful wife, lots of kids, kind of got rid of his whole record, hardcore collection, and just became a grown-ass man. God bless him for that. Jay Insana from Life Sick Life. Shane from For Life. And me. And only me and Bob are alive. And Bob has nothing to do with hardcore. Shane would pass away not even a year after that show from a sordid situation involving drugs and another person. The following year, um, Jay Ansana would get involved in a current scene fire mishap at a practice studio in northeast Philadelphia and burned to death and then Garmin died and like Jay Insana who I love Mike Barletti Mike Hooligan from Please Die as one of his closest friends back in the day um Jay was a dude who put me onto a lot of stuff Bob Liberton was a guy who showed me a lot of stuff in hardcore I mean, I could go on, I could do a whole podcast on these guys. And, um, Jay, Jay and Sana, I mean, he let me get in the van and go with Life Sick Life to other places. Took my sister to shows whenever I was not able to go. He's a good person. Shane from Four Life, that motherfucker had the keys to everything. He was the guy doing shows. I remember he had did Madball and Breakdown at the Speakeasy Cafe with Coldfront. And he was the one who hit me to like a band's rider and all this stuff. Like, I was in a van, I was in a car with dudes who were putting me onto shit. And at 41, it's only me and Bob left. And Bob's been out of hardcore now longer than he ever went to shows. And so, before I get real into a real solid episode, I can't believe I've been talking about this dude for fucking almost 10 minutes now. But it's because he still fucking matters in me because there's a motivation thing. Most, as you, for those who listened to last week's episode with Joe McHenry, we come from very meager, simplified urban environments where we're not grown to succeed. We're grown to just continue the cycle of getting up, going to work, having kids, their kids go to the same schools, yada, yada, yada. It's no wonder why so many of our friends die of heroin. It's no wonder why so many friends die tragically. You know, they don't really set the bar too high for any of us. But it's in all these people that the bar for me was at set higher because they were putting me on the stuff. So I'm 41 years old now. I'm 22 years of straight edge. And I miss all my friends. 
and this segues into the next thing. Obviously, it's super weird to put a punishment song in the beginning of an episode. But the band is back together. Mike Brown on bass. Mike Mig on guitar. Damien Remote via London on guitar. Dan Hargesheimer, who also played in Forsaken Existence with another dearly beloved and, and passed away friend of ours, Dwayne Fennell. Um... And Punishment's going to play February 20th as part of a show called, or have, we don't have a real name for it, but basically it's a Philadelphia show. For those who don't know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, every member of Punishment had their own color uh, Philadelphia hoodie, and a bunch of our friends wore Philadelphia hoodies. Much to the chagrin of a crybaby, Robbie Redcheeks, who walked up to Joe Hardcore and said, I just don't think it's cool, man. Like That's like the wrong message for Philadelphia. And I was like, whatever, man. Later on, Bad Luck 13 and Punishment would release on Spook City the Philadelphia split. I think that's on Spotify. We try to re-record some of the songs because we really didn't like the recording. Dan, Mike Mig quit the band early. And we'll get into this in another podcast. But Mike quit. Sam quit. Dan joined. Dan didn't do the record, so we didn't like it. So we recorded some of them good songs. We wanted a better recording. And now looking at it, we should have kept them because it's a better recording than what we did the second time out. But Bad Luck 13 has always been our old heads. Bad Luck 13 like helped us a lot. And so it's the celebration of Dennis Whitset. Big Dennis, bad luck. He's turning 50 in late January, but we're putting a show together. First time Punishment's playing with that lineup ever because Sam and Sam the man our first drummer also died of heroin and so Dan is the next drummer in it's the first time we're all getting together and playing together Mike since 2000 Mike Brown since 2001 Damien since 2003 so it's going to be special we have some more bands on it but it's bad luck and punishment playing the church celebrating 20 plus years of friendships 50 years of Dennis being alive and remembering all the people that didn't make the journey to right now. And as I'm about to go in some real positive shit about an amazing one day festival that brings everybody together, I wanted to explain to you people who are younger maybe, everyone around you is not going to make it. And it's just fucked up. But that's what this is. And in the, in the long scheme of things, everybody I mentioned has been dead longer than we were friends. But it doesn't mean I don't miss them every day. So, rest in peace to all you motherfuckers. You're missed. We love you. We miss you. And things are never the same when someone passes. And in keeping with that, our friend Steve Potashio took his life. He would have been 25 this week. That's also sad. Really just sucks. But we're going to keep the spirit of everybody who's together alive in something amazing like the Keystone Hardcore Jam. Um, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight, the Keystone Hardcore Jam. But real quick, I'm going to run down some Philly-centric shows just so we're all hip and we're all on the same page, right? So... Tomorrow, Saturday, December 4th at 8 p.m. 
Alex Bradley, the next generation of Philly hardcore promoters, is putting on an amazing show with Time, Chris Marguerite's band. Did it? We folk, we put their track up on this um, episode with Norm Brandon, the Texas is a Reason episode. Time, Sidestep, who's coming here from Louisville, Kentucky, our friend Naraya's band. Peroxide Blonde and Ultralight are playing at the pharmacy, which is down at 18th Street at the pharmacy. So go check that out. It's a nighttime show. And um, you can check that show out at phillyhcshows.com. We have two shows together, one after the other. Casey Strain will be performing It Comes in Waves in Full and select songs from Slow Decay on the first night at the Underground Arts. The support will be You're the Knife, Orthodox, and Dying Wish at Underground Arts. The next day, Acacia Stream will be performing Wormwood in its entirety. Kubakon, You're the Knife, Orthodox, Dying Wish will be the support, and this time it's at the First Unitarian Church. The church show is almost halfway sold out. The Underground Arts show is selling well. Get your fucking tickets. December 19. Scow from the West Coast. End it from Baltimore. Fixation from Philly. C4 from Boston at Philly Mocha. 6 p.m. show. Philly Mocha's at the corner of where Union Transfer is, right there on Cal- uh, right there on Spring Garden. I just announced this week. I'm so fucking happy. Manball. Back at the church. We try to do them the year before COVID. An uh, insane storm hit us. Actually, it was 2018-19, not 2019. 2018, we had Madball, Wisdom, and Leeway for the church. A crazy storm happened, and everybody moved the show last minute to the foundry. show still happened. It was sick. Hangman killed it. Who else did we have on that bill? Somebody else cool. I always forget the other opener band. I feel like a dickhead. Sorry. But that show popped, even with the crazy snow. Everybody made it. So, Madball, they haven't played Philly at the church since 2008, so... Shit, that's 14 years there. Powerhouse has not played Philadelphia in the city ever. They played in the suburbs in 2002 when Punishment was on tour with them. So Powerhouse hasn't played in the Philly area in literally 20 years. Next up up has not played Philadelphia since 1996. From Baltimore. Can't wait to have them. Um, Death Before Dishonor. Always great to have them back. The Sleeping Giant on this show is actually Raw Brigade for people who aren't hip. Raw Brigade tore up the last two times they've been to church. And they've been killing it everywhere. Obviously, payback. It is what it is, you know. Don't need to say no more. And Risk. I, you, I really want you to check out Risk. Awesome band from the Merrimack Valley of Massachusetts. Can't wait to see them. Make sure you get these tickets. Tickets are already selling well. We have so many fucking shows in... 2002 already, or 2022 already, it's nuts. Probably going to be one of the best years of hardcore that I can remember. Thank you for supporting our shows. You can follow us at phillyhcshows.com, phillyhcshows at an Instagram and Twitter, and Philly Hardcore Shows on Facebook. And this entire show will be at the Reading, out in Reading, Pennsylvania, which isn't that far out of Philadelphia, um, at Club Reverb, run by Chris Mahmood, from Out to Win, which was Mushmouth, and also played in Box Cutter, and just an amazing hardcore dude who went from booking shows at halls in the mid-90s to running one of the key independent...
in America. Literally listed in the top 100 ven- independent venues in America. Independently run. This motherfucker survived COVID. They just had terror, dying fetus, and you're the knife there. It was sick. The first show back in Pennsylvania was Madball, Deadport is Honor, MH Chaos there. Absolutely fantastic fucking show. Chris has been keeping it going. He's got the East Coast Tsunami. The three of us put this holiday together because we know some people don't have a holiday. Some people don't have that family. Some people don't have that support. But if you're a hardcore kid, you have that support. We love you, and we can't wait to see you at the show. So here we go. First time I'm trying this out, we're going to do the whole gimmick where we go song by song, talk about the band, some of the people in the bands, and what a cooler fucking way to start this off than with some young blood in Hesitate. As a promoter, as a lifelong hardcore kid, nothing gets me more excited when the kids who are in the pit supporting every band, going to shows all over... Jack Sabinski, Big Jake Smith, Hesitate, all the guys that Hesitate are just at shows all the fucking time. And those are the kind of people that I want to see come up. Those are the kind of people whose bands I want to see pop. And so, to start us off, not only at the Keystone Jam, but tonight, here is Hesitate and Ahead of the Game. That's what I'm talking about. Love the way they end that track. Um, this is a great group of kids. Travel all over. Some from Delaware. Some from just outside of the city. They're starting to put their own shows on. Do their thing. But a big part of the hardcore scene. Philly. Delaware. Pennsylvania. So give them respect. Get out to that show early. Give them some love. Because I know that I've seen Jack. I've seen Jake at shows for the first band. So give them their love. 
Next up, Street Struck, Altoona, Pennsylvania. Troy Mort, man, he just killed it with that flyer with all the script letters, beautiful work. Uh, Altoona Hardcore has started to step up their game. They've had that fest the uh, last couple years. Shadow Realm got to play it. 2019, it was a lot of fun. Sucks that whatever happened with 2020. But, yo, they even had Year of the Knife and Similocker out there. Tuna is starting to come back to the old ways where bands like Punishment, Strength for Reason, you know, a lot of bands will play out now. Tuna, it's good to see them come out east. Got to play with these guys in Michigan and in Indiana. This track, Bleed, has a lot of different flavors to it. Not just your down-the-middle, raw, hardcore style, but adds a little elements of some melodies and the vocals specifically, too. So, checked it out. Let's fucking go. Yeah, man, like I said, the street truck bought something a little different. And that's the fun thing when you start getting the shows, one-day shows with like 20 bands. Not everybody's going to sound the same. Some uh, sounds are going to overlap. Some are going to be completely different than the other band. That's why I always have fun putting these things on. I know they're not for everybody with the, oh, it's all day, but, you know, it's a family occasion. We're all getting together a long time since we could all do stuff like this. Street truck. Bleed, check them out. 
represent Altoona, Pennsylvania. If there are shows, make the trip. If they ask you to come play, it's a great place to play. Now, this next band also I played with in Michigan and Indiana. D-Block from Detroit. And I think we know what this band's going to be about. This is fucking hard shit. Um, fantastic band. Great guys. In Detroit Friday it's track night. the fixer. It's rock. And one of the ugliest incidents of player fan violence that we've ever seen in this country. D-Block, motherfucker! <laughs> Benefits ought to be handed out drop by drop. So they Man, may relish the money. That's some hard shit right there. Also, big props to all these bands bringing back those uh, epically 90s clips. Love hearing it. I always thought it was a cool thing on a demo or even just on a record. A band kind of tying in some things from different clips. Always enjoyed it. D Block, check them out. Now, I've actually played this song on a podcast in September. I'm a little bit biased because these are all my dudes right here. I mean, this is big old Bobby Wilson, my main man, my number one, Carter, future This Is Hardcore podcast guest from within. We understand that he's from the South and he's a little bit backwards in his ways, but manages to play in bands in Pennsylvania and somehow run an awesome record label. Congratulations on just getting married. And just an overall awesome kid. Another person really putting hardcore really up there. And someone I gotta tell you, I'm glad also when guys like Eric get in bands. You know, Eric 
he's ubiquitous. He's from, you know, Lehigh Valley, but he's in Massachusetts. He's in fucking Florida. He's in, you know, Richmond. This guy loves hardcore. And it's great to see Eric in a band from Philly, off the tracks, named after the infamous Freight Train demo off the tracks. So make sure that you're here for this one. Uh, A new Philly project. Bob Wilson, you know it's going to be good. Here is what it takes. You know I love that shit. There it is. Bob Wilson and the crew blasting out that fast, awesome fucking hardcore that we need. It's another thing, you know. You're going to have these hard bands, these fast bands, down the middle bands. It's what make our area great. We always have aggressive bands, but on a lot of different formulas. Big shout-outs to Off the Tracks. Here we go. My little brother, Tony O. The Googs Brothers. This is some shit from Jersey, but they might as well be P.A., Raw Life, another band that did that weekend. This is more on that fast shit. Make sure you check these guys out. They're doing a lot. They're hustling fucking hard. This is another track that we actually played on the podcast. This is off the split with Sector. This is Raw Life and Living in Spite. Yeah, I'm feeling it 
See, just like off the tracks, Raw Light plays that faster style. Not unlike the blacklisted sound. I think they put a little of their own spin on it. But very fast, but still having those aggressive parts. Raw Light's got a lot more going on. They're hustling. They're out there moving. And that's the good thing about all the bands, I think, so far we're talking about. Every one of these bands have been playing outside their state, trying to get out there. And that's why, you know, yeah, we could have made this show seven or eight bands, but let's showcase our friends, these bands that are coming up. You know, they're hustling, trying to make things happen. And in that vein, here's another band. This is Carried by Six, Philadelphia's pit enforcer, Zach Barone on vocals with my little brother, Kyle. Must remember him from Lifeless. He also played in Punishment. He plays in a million bands, but this is a him and the man himself, Chris Mahmood. This is Carried by Six. This is a new track they dropped a little bit ago. The track's called Eternity, and uh, you might hear some guest vocals from none other than Delaware's finest, Tyler Mullen. Let's get it. That's what I like about that band. They're heavy. They're fast. Zach's voice is not your typical rah, 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 cookie monster, death metal bullshit. And, uh, I mean, Tyler shined on that uh, track. Man, props to those guys. Great seeing Zach up in the front. You know, you have these guys who have been going to shows for a lot of years. Sometimes they, they want to be in a band, but they never get around to it. And Zach being one of my closest friends... I was excited when he said he wanted to get on the mic. 
as a very well-known face in East Coast hardcore. It's cool to see even the pretty boy but hard guy dudes like Zach get up there. And uh, he does well with this. So you don't want to piss him off. Make sure you're there early to check them out. Now, this is another track that we debuted on this podcast by our friends in Bushido Code. The track's called Harvest. This band's actually out on tour. And I got hit up serendipitously. They were coming through not too far off from when we were doing it. And I said to their agent, let's get them on the show. It makes more sense than playing two or three days before. And they're trying to make their way. This is a very metallic band. Members in Pennsylvania, members from North Carolina. In fact, Richie just released a podcast two days ago featuring my brother Mike Ledette. And he's a fantastic guy. North Carolina hardcore, you know, day one dude. Met him back in the day with Punishment. Let us stay at his house over 20 years ago. And he, no matter how, he's been in like three or four bands now. He seems, keeps going at it. Same thing for Derek. Man, these guys have been in hardcore for well over 20 years. Always got new projects. But they're serious about Bushido Code. They've been getting out on the road more. So give them some love. This is Harvest. Oh, my. 
This is that polished guitar work. And them riffs just fucking rip, man. I wish these guys the best. I hope you check them out. Now, a lot of people have been talking about this band. And I'm going to tell you, they're fucking one of my favorites in the last couple years. First time we booked them, uh, we brought them down for a leeway show. And it was not very well attended. And I promised to make it up to them. And they played their very first Philadelphia Hardcore Show back post-COVID. The Year of the Knife record release party. And they fucking annihilated and then uh, they've just had a rip of success. Then they play Philadelphia. Bob puts on this fantastic show at the church with Dead Heat. And these guys get up there and fucking rip it. And we have this awesome conversation. And uh, After the show, I'm talking to the band. I like to talk to these young bands, kind of give them some insight. I like to refer to it as unasked for and unnecessary chattering or just advice. And the very next day, they hit me up and... This van that I was like, yo, this van's so cool. This is going to get you some places so smart. More bands need to get on this. In Pennsylvania, they end up hitting a fucking deer and fucked it up. And uh, thankfully, they pulled it up. But I was trying to call some people to get them some help. Age of Apocalypse is from the Hudson Valley in New York. And they've had a fucking killer, killer run. This song in particular is an ass whooper. This is Patriot. And this is off their new record, Grim Wisdom. You're going to be hearing a lot more about Age of Apocalypse in the years to come. So don't fucking sleep and wait until later. Be like, oh, I should have showed up and checked them early. This is one of these bands that even the old heads are going to like. And they come with some new young flavor, but very classic sound. Very unique. And just one of my favorite newer bands popping up right now. Oh 
even like giving young bands comparisons to old bands at time. Obviously, they have that melodic vocals very much like Life Agony, but I think there's something way more dynamic in the riffs. And they're just a great band. And I hope you check them out. Now, listen, a lot of this coming up now, man, these are bands that are getting it. I mean, every one of the bands from Bushido onward is bands that are hustling, moving, or just these old favorites. But Shackled, you know, these are young kids couple years ago was the first time to be playing this is hardcore they were representing new jersey now it's a couple years later and these motherfuckers are touring they're booking their own tours they're not calling somebody they're not asking somebody how do i do this could you put us on this thing those guys are right in their own destiny putting on their own tours fantastic fellas a bunch of them moved to philadelphia but we'll still allow them to represent as new jersey's finest hardcore band because they're definitely at the top of the heap of new jersey fucking hardcore right now this is a new track it is the title track of their new jam doubt surrounds all these are my fucking young boys i'm so happy that they're doing it i'm so happy that they're taking their own shit and trying to make it happen and i just got a lot of love for these guys they've been supporting all of our shows and again it's young guys out there this is a new phase of the scene the next wave coming in here they are don't fucking miss them shackled Told you, man, these new bands, they're something else. Taking up where a lot of us started off and running with it hard. Make sure you check them out. Like I said, that was new material. Doubt surrounds all. Check that out. And uh, I really am proud of these guys. Now, this is a Pennsylvania thing. So there's no way we could do something like a Keystone Jam and not bring out Face Wreck. AJ. This motherfucker is the king. He buys a church. 
He puts in a beautiful record store in the basement. He builds a fucking insane... Like, I wish we had a venue like this. Next to a fucking record store. And he had a bonus. If you're a band and you're on tour and you want to play, he's got a place for you to stay. This is true DIY hardcore ethics at its finest. AJ is the motherfucking man. And the preserving underground, the venue, the record store is such a unique one of a kind thing these days. And honestly it's something that's a that's a that's a thing that we should make standard. It's absolutely fucking incredible what he did. And if you ever have a chance to go check out a show there, buy records there, please do so. Um really despite as wild and crazy as Face Rec sound is and the videos are, AJ is so dyed in the paint, true motherfucking hardcore. I give him full respect. Love that dude. Love what he does for hardcore. Make sure you go check that out. If you've got a band, make sure that you are booking your shows through there or ask your fucking agent to get in touch with him because the, the venue is unreal. So here we go. Face Wreck, Cutting Loose. I don't care how crazy that video is or how almost tongue-in-cheek it feels. AJ fucking kills it. Becca kills it. That band is talented as fuck. They are very lighthearted, but also amazing performance. And if you don't check them out, you're a fucking idiot. Now, <laughs> here's a band that you probably heard too much of. 
I'm very biased towards them. This is multiple home front chaos from Chicago, a band that early on in the podcast history, we were using just a clip of their song as a little intro to the um, podcast. I have the opportunity to bring them into the fold of Fast Break Records while Carter still manages to put out some vinyl under From Within. And these guys are just fantastic. This is one of these bands that I saw them at FYA and they were, they're fucking special. There's nothing else to them. I love the guys. I, I'm so proud of what they did. And this song is a fucking killer. It's off of the record that we put out together. And when I say we, I, I got everybody together, had a lot of conversations with Anshia and the fellas about the direction of the music and just kind of told them, yo, man, you know, put your best out there. So great to work with a, a new young band with a lot of potential, a lot of talent, and it shows on this song. So I'm particularly invested emotionally, and I love this fucking band. They played their first East Coast show this summer as their first PA show here at Club Reverb in Reading with Madball, and they're fucking back. And here we go with MH Chaos and Natural Born Killer. To choose between good and evil. The choice will never be yours. <laughs>
there's just something special about these guys. Everybody in that band is fantastic. There's so many different dynamics going on. And just one of my favorite things about the pre-COVID situation is that I got to go to FYA. I've told this three million times. Saw them at FYA. Ham was broken. Was still moshing. Sort of kicking it without shit. Tave. And I'm telling you, man, these guys are just incredibly gifted musicians. Very thoughtful people. And the music they make resonates so deeply with some older styles. But with such a new modern nuance to it. And I just love the band. So happy that we got to put them on fast break. And I'm just so fucking just gleaming like, you know, like my boys, man, they made it. I'm happy for them. We're halfway through this. I'm glad you've been patient. Again, um, Keystone Hardcore Jam will be taking place in Reading, Pennsylvania. And it's important for me. As I get older, I want to see my friends. I want to make sure everybody's doing good. I love booking shows. It's my biggest motivation at times, hardest times. I'm always thinking in the back of my head, the next show I'm working on, the next thing I got going on. And these long shows are great because you just get to help out so many bands. Like, again, there's a lot of bands on this bill, but that's 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 the fun thing, man. Let everybody get up on the stage. Let everybody do their thing. You know, there's people that are going to be traveling from California and all over that just want to be in the room. So make sure to come out early. You're going to meet new people, see old friends. And in a pandemic environment, seeing your people and feeling connected in the real life scenario away from social media is insanely important. Um, again, I'm really biased, not only because we booked the show all together, but just because some of these bands I love, not only for their music, but for the people in them. Austin Sparkman is a special human being. Buried Dreams is probably one of the most unsung Boston bands right now. A lot of it is just because they haven't played steadily, but recent times they've come down, they popped out, they played with Crown of Thorns the last in October. I love seeing them get back out. One of my favorite bands of the harder shit up in the Northeast. And I hope that Austin keeps the band on track because they can really do something. Check this motherfucker out. Check these guys out live. This shit is incredible. Here we go with Do Not Resuscitate.
Well, we're over the halfway mark at this point, and the hits just keep coming. As far as bands go, Strength for a Reason has been around longer than any of the bands on this bill if we're talking about a time where at no point did they ever break up. Strength for a Reason has been going strong since 1997. I've seen their very first couple shows. They are Pennsylvania's stalwarts keeping the flame going. Big Carl, Jack, all these guys are absolute fucking saints. Um, it's hard to continue doing a band after so many years. Families, careers, but you know they've had times of more inactivity than others, but they never threw it in the towel. They never said, hey, we're giving it up. And I don't think a band like Strength for a Reason would ever give it up. This is the title track off the record that they put out on Fast Break. These guys are going to be another highlight reel, amazing set, just like the last Keystone Jam. Here is Strength for a Reason Through Cold Eyes. That last sentence says it all. Strength for Reason is not going out without a fight. Big Carl has gone through some health issues. One of the biggest hearts, best fucking humans in hardcore. And you know that motherfucker's not going out without a fight. Love Strength for Reason. 
happy they're on the bill. Now, it's a little hard to talk about this. Here we go. Shattered fucking realm. I've touched on it a couple times on the podcast. Uh, Shattered realm in the current time. Fuck. We've been playing longer than the Shattered Realm, any point in Shattered Realm. Shattered Realm started in the end of the 2000. And by 2004, I was in the band. By the time I was done playing with the band for a bit in 2008, that was about a four-year run. The band only did a show, did two or three shows in America I Shattered Realm with Big Chris back in the band around 2010 and 11. And then they broke up this current round of Shattered Realm. Myself on vocals, Tony O on guitar. We are enlisting once again Anshi from MH Chaos. My brother from another mother, Nine Circle, Chris Marguerite, who also plays in Shark Attack and Time the Band and you can hire this motherfucker to be in any band at this point. Um, and our, our young man, Kane, who's out with Vomit Forth, he's not going to be here. But we're starting to put some new tracks together. But when people get on the internet and they say, like, oh, yeah, it's a cover band. Bitch, this band's been running longer than any point that they could say. This band is actually, just this time, has ran longer than when any quote-unquote original lineup happened, which none of the original lineup dudes we're in the original lineup, but that's a whole nother gimmick. So we're bringing back a track live at Keystone Jam that I love to play. Tony loves to play. This is no one else. You lack the courage and you're not disciplined. Fallen behind, you're in this fallen world. Not back up. 
That's right. I ain't backing down to no one else. I like doing Shadow Realm. We're going to do more with it. The fellas are actually writing riffs. And um, we played Tsunami as Shadow Realm in 2017. We played the Rumble in Chicago. We played this hardcore in 2018. So right now we've been running w over four years. And we got guys who really know how to make sure that new material stays honest and earnest to the sound that Shadow Realm fans will be looking for with their own obviously updated more modern sound and I'm excited about it now booking one of these one day shows ain't easy and I've done quite a few of them done a lot of fests etc etc but at the same time sometimes you need that little uh, something that you know gets people excited and I think the next all these bands coming up are all bands that were the extra boom but um I gotta give it up to Cruel Hand man like Chris is still going at it hard they also played Club Reverb at the first PA show back in June and I'm excited to see Cruel Hand get it I was really happy to see people really going off to them so here is Cruel Hand this is off their Fantastic record, Lock and Key. This is Dark Side of the Cage.
Now, obviously, as we're pulling all these bands together, we're still trying to look for something really special. And this is one of these things where like, yo, maybe we should hit up blah, blah, blah. And so I just reached out and asked Josh. And he was like, yo, I'd love to do Rude Awakening, but you got to hit up Skull. I don't know if he's in. And Skull was like, fuck yeah, I'd love to do it. Something special about bringing bands who haven't played in a long time onto the stage. Um, They're going to be playing at the Toy Drive in Los Angeles the following week. This is Rude Awakening. This is one of these bands that popped up in the beginning of the big era of This Is Hardcore. One of the most fantastic live bands from New England. Josh Hines ran an amazing punk rock venue in, in Haverhill, Mass. Just a really cool motherfucker. Everybody in the band solid as shit. And I'm just happy to see my friends. Happy to see them back on stage. So here we go with Root Awakening and Bound by Chains. Man, Rude Awakening fucking kills it. I mean, much props to them for coming back and playing the show. Can't wait to fucking have them. I think it flows really good into the next crop of bands. You know, uh, we were going to have Killing Time play. anti Communal's not feeling so great. And so Scott Vogel, the king of hardcore, the guy who's just always wants to be on stage, always wants to be activating the pit. He was talking to Richie, and he agreed to have Buried Alive come and do this set. Now, in regards to what I'm doing right here on this podcast with playing some tracks, I went a little deep. You know, I'm not from the Spotify era. I had this track on vinyl. It came out in 2000 by a label called Indecision by Dave Mandel. Great California record label. Dave's a great guy. Just got to hang out with him at the Powerhouse shows. This is... Buried Alive, Another Day, Closer to Death. This track came off the Reach the Sky and Buried Alive split on Indecision, which is came out in the year 2000. You're not going to find this on Spotify. And I'm excited for you to check this out if you aren't hip to it. And I hope Scott listens and goes, wait, what the fuck? Why'd you put this one up there? But um, one of my favorite 7 Inches and um, seeing Reach the Sky 
buried alive, death threat, all at war many times over the years, especially in 99, 2000, 2001. That was a classic. Any mixture of those four bands. So I think it's a little appropriate to put the Buried Alive Reach the Sky track on. So here we go. Buried Alive, another day closer to death. I'm just going to go on the record and say that there's a probably good chance that that uh, MP3 that was loaded to my pod, which was also still in an old hard drive, it's probably ripped right from the vinyl. But need to say that song's a fucking killer. Buried Alive is one of my all-time favorite hardcore bands. I booked them in 98. <laughs> I was 18 years on their demo. And just one of the most fantastic live bands. was so happy to have them back uh, headlining This Is Hardcore seeing scott and just one more awesome band and um yeah so check them out thanks to scott for jumping up and taking the place of killing time uh, do we even really need to talk about death threat really i mean another band i booked them way earlier in my booking career <laughs> fucking career what the fuck am i saying that for um way earlier i again 1998 was a sick year I booked the Death Threat in Junietta. Me and Richie talked about it a couple times. Some of the chaos from that show. Uh, they were out in their demo. Uh, one of my all-time favorite hardcore bands again. Death Threat. Love them. Y'all know this track. Death Threat's the best. And I think this might be their first show back in COVID, to be honest. So make sure to check them the fuck out.
I didn't think I needed to tell you what that track was. Um, Dead of birth, baby. Death threat. Can't fucking wait. Um, And again, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this stuff goes back to the the way that I book shows. I always think about shows I like, bands that always played well together. And there's just something special about Buried Alive, Death Threat, All Out War, E-Town Concrete, and Wisdom of Chains. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, I mean, again... I think I seen Buried Alive, Death Threat, and All Out War in, in New York, Massachusetts, somewhere else too. Connecticut maybe, all in like a span of a couple weeks. And I think another time, I mean, yeah, they were interchangeable. We just guy played one of them shows. Just an awesome time to see them bands. Now, I'm not really hip to like Spotify as far as like if we put a song that was like a victory record song. So... I know Dying Gods is a track that came out on Trip Machine. So I feel like if I put this on there, there's less of a chance of some bullshit or the whole episode getting pulled from Spotify and Apple. I don't need to tell you that Alt War is another one. Like, I know you keep saying, oh, Joe, you said this seven times, dickhead. But Alt War is another one of my favorite fucking bands. And uh, I love the guys over the years. Alt War centering a show around the Alt War. Or just adding all that war to a show. Jesus Christ. Always a killer. And I also booked all that war on that Death Threat show for the first time. And uh, so many great Philadelphia and Pennsylvania area. Actually, fuck anywhere you go see all that war. is fucking fantastic. I've never seen all that war play a wax set. So they're fucking incredible. So happy to have them. And you'll see me in the pit, motherfucker. This is Dying Gods.
Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> How many bands do you think over the years, every time they drop something new, you're fucking blown away? All War has never, ever put a new thing out that felt subpar. Or, ah, oh, they could have... No, no, no. They're always up in the game, refining their skills. Just brutal, metallic, aggressive. Mike's vocals and lyrics are fucking insane. Um, completely into a different spectrum now. I didn't think Wisdom and Chains was ever going to play again, and I got kind of worried for Richie and the fellas. Amazing Thompson Square Park show, and then not so much. They weren't really into playing. Thank God Halloween came, and they got to play in Salt Lake City. The band's vibe started getting up. Have anybody heard Richie saying he didn't know if they were going to you know, get together and play? Glad to have them back. And again, when Youth of Today fell apart and couldn't happen for Keystone, Richie and the boys stepped up and said, you know what, we'll play after we'll play before E Town Concrete, you know, just so local fans are happy and everyone's happy about a band to take their place. And uh nothing but happiness actually came from wisdom being added to the bill. And this is the modern anthem. I mean, this band is just records and records of anthems. And I and I challenge any of you to go on that Spotify and just put Push play on the first track of an album and listen to the progression of each record. Fantastic songwriting. I mean, I'm talking up a band that you guys already know and love, but there's something special about Wisdom and Chains. But this song, Someday, I mean, I had this on vinyl. I've seen them play it a million times. Uh, when we did Madball and Leeway and Wisdom, Freddie Madball jumped up on set and, and you know, got up and sang this. Like, it's one of these great modern anthems. I fucking love it. It's one of my favorite hardcore songs of the last five years. Here is Wisdom and Chains and Someday. Someday, when I am dust, and dust is all I am. Someday, when the world stops spinning, we all stop living, we all get lifted. Someday, on the other side, I look back at the clouds and smile. Cause someday, when I'll be ghost, I'm getting close to letting go. Someday.
don't know, man. Maybe I'm just emotional, but that track always gives me absolute fucking chills. So here we are. E-Town fucking Concrete. One of my favorites. So happy that we have them on Keystone Jam. So happy to see them at FYA. Just really fucking excited, to be honest with you. So what do you do when you want to play some E-Town songs for people? And, you know, I got a lot of weird tracks by these guys on my uh, weird old external hard drive. So I said, you know what be fun? Just because they're headlining. And I know you'll probably never hear them ever play this. But this is a rare clip. Uh, This is called Do You See? It was one of two songs on the E-Town Concrete side of the New Jersey Brotherhood Split 7-inch. Which was E-Town and Second to None on Back to Basics Records. You young nerds, if you got the vinyl or if you got the MP3s, you'll know this. But it's one of these like deep cuts from the E-Town boys. And I love this track. And I figured, fuck it, why not? We're going to do two with E-Town. This first one's called Do You See? Insignificant Hold me back 
You best catch your breath, cause now it's time to move it! You know, that's another one. <laughs> you know, uh, you hear that little grainy sound? That's that vinyl sound. Whoever put that MP3 probably figured out a way to, like, rip from the vinyl or something. But there's something special if you grew up listening to hardcore vinyl versus if you're a Spotify or Bandcamp person. You don't know about that little, those little sounds of the record playing. Um,. Undoubtedly, for those who are 22 and younger, you really don't have the ability to conceptualize what E-Town Concrete was in the terms of a hardcore band. But let it be fucking known. Them motherfuckers are true to the game, legitimate hardcore people. Um, Every one of them dudes, Teddy, Willie, all of them guys were in the pit. You know, um, these guys played fantastic amazing hardcore shows and you know what do you see you still see the demo era of e-town but with some more rhythm and anthony getting like more comfortable with his flows but at the end of the day they were a hard motherfucking band and then right around the time when this next song that i'm gonna play for you hit i think that he really started finding a new vibe you know there was the two demos the seven inch a comp song and then they did this 7-inch with Shady. And I really think a different turn for the band came. And absolutely, I mean, I remember them playing Shady for the first time live at the Pipeline. And I think it was October 98. No, it was actually, I think it was October 97 at the Pipeline. It was like the record release party for the first record. And I'm going to tell you, just blown away by it. Like, fuck. The little piano part they did live. Just fucking sick. Innovative and truly copied so many times since they started blowing up around that period. And it's a shame. I almost want to do a podcast on all the bands that didn't do as well as E-Town, but try to be like E-Town. Because once they started getting big, there were so many goofballs out there. But there's only one fucking E-Town Concrete. And I'm going to tell you what. Anthony is so fucking successful in regular music and such an icon in the music industry that it is sheerly because of his love for hardcore and his respect to the roots and the, his fun he has playing with his friends in E-Town that he wants to do this. You know, at that Thompson Square Park show in New York, that motherfucker was hanging around, talking, hugging people, taking pictures. It was great seeing him and seeing him thrive and survive in a crazy giant world of music and then still come back and play these hardcore shows is a testament to the character who he is and the legacy of the band. This is one of my all-time favorite E-Town Concrete songs. Let's go, let's go, 
shit, bitch. That's how it is. So there it is, Keystone Holiday Jam. I I had a good time putting this playlist together. I really don't know if somebody who was like, I ain't going to see this fucking show, there's too many bands, will check out like a shackled and go, fuck it, I'm going. But my intention is more to make sure that people who weren't hip to what these bands were get a shot. And... um. I really wanted to do something in the name of promotion, in the name of celebration, and just to chat it up. Try to make something happy with Richie, but, you know, he's a busy man. He's a father-to-be. He's got about a month and a half till he'll, his Bambina is born. So for those who follow this podcast and 
Post America and Broad Street and Rule of Three. Last night we recorded a Rule of Three, which means the motherfucker is going to be out Saturday. Make sure you check that out. Um, get your tickets for Keystone Jam. You can get them at the door. Show the fuck up. I promise you, I don't care if the motherfucker sold out. I'll sneak you in myself. But there's still tickets available. Come down. It's an all-day event. So if you're like, hey, uh, I like work till like 2 in the afternoon. Yo, well, then you missed like four bands. Come the fuck in. Come see the show. We are excited. We are hoping to see so many old friends. If you need just to be around people, come out. This is what we do this shit for. It's why we love doing this. And I'm going to tell you, I'm excited to see all the bands. Legitimately, I'm excited to see all the bands. I'm excited to see my friends. Um, I'm really bad at it, but if you want to take a picture, come take a picture. I wish I had more pictures. Every time someone's birthday, I'm like, I don't get a picture with this guy. I don't have a picture with that guy. So uh, I like to get better with taking pictures, even with my face all fucking like this. But this is the Keystone Hardcore Jam 2021. Make sure that you are supporting everybody. Make sure that you are going to TIAT Podcast. Check out some old episodes. Got some bangers out there you may have missed. Yo, with that Spotify wrapped, thank you. Thank you for listening. I loved all the people posting it. It's crazy to think that some people have listened to all the episodes. I really can't believe it. Sometimes I feel like I waste your time. I'm glad I have not wasted your time. Thank you for everybody who supported the podcast. Make sure you check out the Rule of Three new episode. It's going to drop tomorrow. We had a good time. I love doing it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're trying to do a special episode, uh, something different but fun. And um, make sure that you go to Reverb Concerts if you want tickets for the show. Make sure you check out the new episodes of Post America Podcast. Mike Ledette from Bushido Code. Richie just dropped that one this week. I'm sure Richie's going to be recording during the episode for Post America. He'll be recording during Keystone Jan. That should be cool. Um, Lila and the girls, the girl gang girls, are going to be doing a collection at the at the show. The women of the pit will be there. There's quite a few different tables that'll be there on top of the usual shit. And um, so yeah, it's a whole fucking festivities. Also, do me a favor. Sonny Singh, hey five six, just got verified the blue check on Instagram. He's going to be capping himself out, so make sure you take him down a notch or two. That fucking prick. Now, congratulations to Sonny. Glad to see him get his social media witness me moment. Um, make sure you're supporting phillyhcshows.com. You can go to at phillyhcshows on Instagram and Twitter, Philly Hardcore Shows on Facebook. And everything else, you can follow us. Um, that's all I got. Thank you again. And if you like these playlistings, maybe I'll do another one. I don't know. I think that Davin does a great job with Mark for Life. So I didn't want to jump in here. And initially, I was thinking about we, me and Richie and Chris could talk about the bands. But then again, if we would have talked, this fucking episode would have been four hours. So maybe it's better being just under two. So thank you. See you at the show next Saturday, Saturday, December 11th at Club Reverb in Reading, Pennsylvania. Get your motherfucking ass to the show or do not say that we don't book shit that you would like because there's something for fucking everybody. And this episode just proved that. Peace.